Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the Garnet Trust Hour. On your home of the game, Cox. 107.5. The game. All right. What's up? Welcome back in. Garnet Trust Hour. Joined by a very, very special guest. I am Wes Mitchell. He is Chris Clark. 107.5. The game. We got a local legend and now South Carolina sophomore, DQ Smith. Uh, DQ, welcome into the studio. How we doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, thank you for being here, man. So, um, you know, we were talking actually to uh, your teammate and your defensive backfield mate, Nikki Memori, on the show a couple weeks ago. And uh, we are talking about how exactly one year ago, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't even on campus yet. You weren't even on campus yet. And uh, could you have ever thought then, fast-forwarding to now, that you were going to play as many snaps as you did, you were going to break into the starting lineup, and now you're sitting here going into year two as um, a starter in the SEC, man. You know, um, coming into college, I really didn't see this happening this early. You know, I knew it would happen eventually, but not this early. But all the hard work that you know we put in together and um, on our separate ways as well, you know, I know eventually it will come. So I, I want to kind of go back. I know you're playing quarterback in high school, right? Correct, correct. Um were you still playing some DB um, during your career in high school? or High school, I never touched a side of defense ever. I, I never ran no plays, <laughs> tackled nothing. You know, it was just straight quarterback, throwing a football. So I, I remember actually following your recruitment, maybe even interviewed you at some point, and I think at one point in your recruitment, you're like, man, I'm going to be a quarterback in college. Right, yeah. Like, um, my, I was laser-focused on being a quarterback. You know, that's what I wanted to be. That's what my heart was. You know, um, that's what people around me, you know, during that time was telling me I was. And I was sticking to that, and I was really believing that. But as, you know, time went on, I was really, uh, let's see, uh, gathering my options more, um, mm-hmm. really coming back, thinking about this, my future more. So, you know, uh, that's where High Climate came into play. Do you remember kind of when along the way it was that you started to kind of shift towards, all right, I, I might actually be a DB. I might be a DB at the next level. Because I remember you had some offers to play quarterback, but then obviously you had this hometown, home state offer to come play DB. When did it kind of start to shift in your mind? Um, It was when South Carolina played North Carolina and Duke Mayo Bowl. Um, it started switching in. Um, I told my dad, I was like, yeah, I want to play DB now. I'm just seeing the guys – Above me, Darius Rush and RJ and all those guys, you know, I really wanted to play DB um, from that game four. Um, just seeing the culture um, South Carolina had as well, and I know with Coach Gray being here, he's a great coach, and he can transform me into a DB. So, so was it more like, all right, I want to play DB, or was it more like, man, I, I want to be a part of what they have at South Carolina, and DB is the avenue in order to do that? It was kind of both, you know, um, the culture, and then, you know, um, my body type as well. You know, I, w- I was a very strong guy coming out of high school and you know um just just the coaching staff as well coach Brad, i know he's one of the best and you know he's coaching in my hometown so why not you know give it a shot so robin bacon shout out to him was your high school coach at spring valley uh just got a new job at american leadership academy yeah. but 
he uh he helped you guys out a lot in my experience with just he would send me spreadsheets on all his players d3 d1 all different levels but just tell us a little bit about how he helped you navigate your recruiting process um since the first day i stepped the foot onto a high school campus you know um he's always been there whether it's off the field on the field um dealing with anything in life you know he's always been there and then when it came to you know recruiting wise he always sent in constantly um coaches our film um what we're doing in classrooms so you know he's always been like a great guy to us uh not as more like a, a, a older parent to us as well mm-hmm. you know um because he take care of off the field so you know you know he's always been a great guy um off the field but recruiting is the main thing he's been helping us with i remember i think this was after it was um it kind of got out that you were going to be going to south carolina i talked to coach bacon about you um and he mentioned a game that Torian Gray had come to to watch you. Do you remember that? Yes, sir, I do. It was our first playoff game this year. Okay, so I think it was just – it was something that Coach Bacon said, like, yeah, Coach Gray came and watched him, obviously didn't see him play a single snap of DB because you didn't right. play any DB. Exactly. But it was something like you just were running guys over at the goal line yeah. and he just wanted to see you be physical. What um, do you remember from that? Um, You know, before the game, Coach Gray did come up to me. Um, I was getting the knowledge that – um. He was coming before the game. Coach Bacon was telling me. So, you know, I just wanted to make sure I was in my right state of mind so I can go into the game week knowing that I have a coach here to watch me so I don't you know, embarrass, I mean, embarrass myself in front of the coach, obviously. But, you know, um, Coach White and Coach Gray also did tell me, like, the reason they saw DB even because I was aggressive and I was running kids over. So, you know, I actually did it when I first scored versus that game when he was there. Yeah, so, I think that was the exact play he referenced. Uh-huh. So... I do think there is something to quarterbacks transitioning to other positions. Uh, we see that, like, a lot. If It seems like if a guy buys into it. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if you had probably been in that same mindset of, like, ah, you know, I'm a quarterback, but I'm having to play another spot. Maybe it doesn't work out quite as well, but you want to go back in time. Kenny McKinley, one of the best wide receivers in South Carolina history, he was a high school quarterback. Uh, I think Clayton White. He was. Yeah. He was a high school quarterback. Um, how, how much did your experience playing QB – and just having to know maybe at that time schemes and what the defense is trying to do to you, how much did that help on the other side with your transition, a smooth transition to play in DB? Um, at quarterback, you know, you're taking control of the offense. But so at safety, you know, it's kind of the same thing. So um, on offense, I know a lot of schemes, a lot of teams like to run on. So coming to defense, they line up in a certain formation. I know what I can expect out of this formation. So, you know, that just come with me playing quarterback, having that knowledge. Um, so, you know, it was it was pretty easy transition for me. A couple of South Carolina's best DBs in history. Stephon Gilmore played yeah. some quarterback yeah. in high school, and DJ Swearinger played both ways. He was a high school quarterback, too. He was he always killed T.O. Hanna, my alma mater up at Greenwood. <laughs> so he, he was fantastic. But what like what was the biggest transition for you, like stepping onto the field? Okay, now I'm day one practice at DB. I haven't played this since eighth grade. You know, what was the one thing you could point to that was maybe the most difficult? Um, the most difficult, I would say, on offense, you know, you're kind of running away from guys. Um, and, you know, when they come <laughs> to you, you kind of want to run them over. So, you know, like on defensive side, um, I had to get used to me going to attack those guys now. Um, just being a physical, a physical, a more physical person than I was on offense. So, you know, just going to make plays and going to the ball instead of always making people miss. That probably was the hardest transition for me. But was there a moment sort of in preseason camp last year where you sort of started to feel it kind of click for you? Because I, I, I distinctly remember DQ. So Nick had started to get a little bit of publicity, and Coach Beamer was asked about the young DBs. And I remember him being 
like, yeah, so we got two local guys, and he's like, Nick and DQ, and that sort of perked up because uh, he, whenever a head coach just brings a guy up out of nowhere, generally there's a reason for that. Correct. And, you know, you transitioned from quarterback to DB. I don't know if the expectations from people like us were that you were going to come in and play right away, just to be honest. So was there a moment when – Early on, you kind of just started to feel more and more comfortable during preseason last year? Um, Yeah, definitely when it came to fall camp. Um, Coach Beamer, he's a, a huge believer in contact, um, being the most physical team. So, you know, in practice, we hit a lot. So, you know, just doing hitting drills um, consistently. Um, Sometime in fall camp, you know, we was doing the hitting drill, and I was just hitting people. So, you know, it really it really started to catch on to me. And then um, special teams drills with Coach Numbo, you know, we're very physical in his drills as well. So, you know, this continuously getting those reps with hitting, um, you know, that's when I started catching on the fall count. So do you like to hit? I do now. I do now. Did, is that, did that surprise <laughs> you that you like to hit a little bit? Um, I wouldn't say it surprised me because I was already a physical guy. Yeah. Um, but I had to get used to hitting people, and that's the thing. Um, on offense, I'm really just hitting them, really, and just trying to run them over. Right. So, yeah. So not only do you play last year, you actually ended up playing quite a bit of nickel and safety. Right. And uh, – so if I remember correctly, I think first couple of games you were at safety. Then I, I think actually Georgia game, you slid down to nickel. Then you were playing more safety towards the end of the year. Right. Um, what is the difference for you between like playing those two spots? Like, do you have much of a, do you have much of a preference, or is there not a ton of difference just in your mind? Um, there's there's a huge difference in between those two positions. Um, at safety, you have to be more of a a uh, person that talks more, a more vocal guy. When at nickel, you know, you just getting the call from the safety and just playing from there. Um, I don't really have a preference. I'll just play whatever helps the team more. You know, I'm all about the team first. So, you know, whatever helps the team more, I will play definitely. Are you – don't give this away if it's – I don't think it's a giveaway. Like, But when you're playing safety, so it's you, Nick, back there, right? Mm -hmm. Who's making the call? Like you're getting it from the sideline, but then who's which one of you guys is communicating that? Um, we to get the nickel. We get the call. We communicate it on both of our sides. We okay. both have so to make calls. Side. Yeah. Um. So with the nickel side, you he usually make the call to the nickel and the safety. Or if I'm at strong safety, I make the side to the to the nickel in the corner. Um. So you know, and then at free safety, we have to get a call to sometimes the linebackers and then the corner. So you know, we both communicate. No matter the play call, no matter what it is, we both communicate. When you got to South Carolina, how did uh, Coach White, Coach Gray determine, okay, we, we feel like DQ is a nickel, a safety, as opposed to even just all we think might be, maybe he can play corner. I mean, what what did they see from a skill set perspective? Um, I thought um, just from coming from the offensive side of the ball, how fast I was catching on to things. You know, mm -hmm. in practice, I was really – um, the plays I was executing them at a high level. So, you know, I was doing what they was telling me to do, using the right technique, everything they was telling me to do, you know, I was doing. So I feel like that would gain confidence in them to trust me to go out there and play different positions on the field. All right, DQ, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to hit that now. You're listening to the Garnet Trust Hour 107.5, the game with South Carolina student-athlete DQ Smith. We'll be right back. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5, the game. All right, welcome back in. Garnet Trust Hour. I'm Wes Mitchell. He is Chris Clark. He is DQ Smith, local guy, hanging out with us, yes, Mr. Sir. Spring Valley. Um, yes, how how fun is that for you, man, to run out of that tunnel with uh, Garnet and Black on your chest, just knowing uh, you went to high school right down the road, man? Man, it's unbelievable, especially when my parents don't have to travel far to come see me play, so I know they're always in attendance. So, you know, um, 
just running out, knowing I'm gonna get them everything as well as my teammates every time, you know. And an unbelievable culture, um, fan base, you know, they're right behind us. So, you know, it's unbelievable. So, segment one, you're talking about your opportunity to play for Coach T. Gray. Um, this guy is like a DB savant, I feel like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what is it like, just day to day basis? Take us into the meeting room, onto the field. Just learning, like soaking it up from a guy like that. Because I'll tell you from our perspective, man, put him in a press conference. He's very laid back, very chill, kind of soft-spoken. Then I go watch him on the field, <laughs> oh my and it is like, <laughs> another, like another person. Oh, yeah. So what what is it like just kind of um, learning from him day to day? Um, You know, he's a great coach. You know, um, he tells us things. Um, He gives us the right technique to use on things. And, you know, those techniques do show up on game day. But it's more than just, you know, us having meetings inside the building and then going to practice. We actually have Zoom meetings as well, the nights like at the practice sometimes. So, you know, just to fix things because DB is a crucial position. So that's the way he is with his things. He always tells us, you know, if we mess up, it's a touchdown. If we mess up a tackle, you know, they're not going to talk about the, the people up front that miss the tackle. They're going to talk about the DBs. So, you know, um, he's, you know, that's why he's on us so much. And, you know, um, I, I wouldn't rather have any other coach. When you look at um, game one last year to game 13, um, what was the thing that you saw in your own game that you could say, I really grew in maybe in this one particular area? Um, I would definitely say reading formations. Um, different formation sets. Um, uh, but at the beginning of the season, I really was just lining up and playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not really knowing what was coming. But towards the end, we started watching more film and more film started understanding more things, you know, I was able to play and expect um, expect things that we watched in film. So, you know, it became easier. Well, and I think that gets lost a little bit. So we think about what you did last season, how much you played and how well you played as a freshman. That was impressive, but you didn't go through spring ball last year. Like a lot of guys enroll early, you didn't have that. So now you've gone through year one, you've done spring ball now, and now you're going into year two. So how much more comfortable are you just in general? Um, you know, I'm a more vocal guy now. Um, Coach Beamer, he looks at me as a leader now on the team, so, you know, I have to live up to that standard. So, you know, um, just being a more vocal guy, making sure everybody on the defense, whether it's the ones, twos, or threes, we're all on the same page. So, you know, that's that's probably the, the best thing I have did since last year and this year now. So, you know, just becoming a more vocal guy. So there's some guys arriving for summer workouts. They're going to be true freshmen. They're going through what you were going through, you know, this time last year. Right. Um, now that you are maybe a little bit more vocal guy, you're actually kind of one of the older guys in the room, even though you're only a sophomore. Right. What uh, what advice are you going to have for those guys? Because they're going to be trying to get get ready as as fast as they can to go try to do what you did last year. Um, just take day by day. Um, just continue to build, get one percent better every each and every single day. Um, you know, just really study the plays, study the plays, and continue just to work hard. Um. um Famous thing we do, um, I say in the locker room or in means is your hard work makes time for you. Or, you know, just, you know, just, you know everything you put into it, all the hard work, it, it will eventually come to light. Um, so, DQ, one thing about the show, we'd like to let the fans get to know you a little bit off the field, kind of just get to know just your personality, maybe your hobbies. So, if you're not playing football, you're not working out. So, take those two things off the table. What, uh, what couple of things is DQ Smith doing with his free time? Probably hanging out with friends, playing video games, or if not video games, bowling or swimming. 
Um, I'm just now getting into bowling. Me and my dad actually, uh, we be competitive bowling. So you know, um, mm-hmm. out of those things, that's probably what I'm doing. Okay, we got a lot to unpack, even from that little <laughs> sense. Um, shout out to dad. Hopefully he's listening. Definitely. Can you beat dad in bowling? Easily. Easy. Oh, 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 easily. Oh, not even close. Easily. Okay, Dad, Easy. you heard that. <laughs> Challenge has been thrown down. He can be some competitive uh, sometimes, but most of the time, I'm a winner. How, how long have you been bowling? Uh, I said about a year and a half now. I started okay. really getting into it. So what is your best uh, ever? Oh, my best no. ever probably was 197. Okay. That's yeah. solid. Very solid. And then swimming, are we talking about just, like, relaxing at the pool, or are we talking about, like, getting in and doing some freestyle 100-meter? <laughs> Definitely not that. Um, just going chilling. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not the best swimmer. I can admit that. But, you know, um, I do not swim. I say that part. Yeah. So that's, just, just relax. That's what I call swimming, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not getting in the lane. Like my wife oh, can get no. in the lanes and just destroy me. Time trials. She puts on, like, the cap. And just... <laughs> oh, yeah, man. She can do, she can do the whole thing. Um, we need to, so you don't golf. We, oh, we need to make sure because everybody on the team seems like they're golfing now. When we went to Top Golf for our bowl game, I was terrible. That's <laughs> how I know I don't golf. So I couldn't even admit I do that. What about uh? All right, give us give us your top few food options. Not Ooh. specific places necessarily, but just your favorite dishes. What are your go tos in the building when you're at home cooking? Whatever. Um, number one probably be mac and cheese. Definitely. Um, that's always been a favorite. Um, something else I would probably say is chicken and shrimp Alfredo. I really mm-hmm. love that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I really love that one. And after that, my dad makes all the time probably ribs. Those are my top three. I love those. I'm hungry. All right, I'm getting hungry just talking about this. Uh, mac and cheese, are we talking like baked mac in the uh, oven? Are we talking about growing up on some of that craft uh, box, the Velveeta box? Just any mac and cheese? Nah, it's, it's baked mac and okay. cheese, and it has to be my dad's. So if, okay. uh, if not, I won't eat it. So. No, well, that, uh, it sounds like we need to go to dad's house. Yeah, hey, I, agree. Some good yeah, stuff. I agree, man. I agree. Well, so dad got no props on his bowling, <laughs> but at least uh, at least his food is getting... Yeah, he got the cooking part. He got okay. Do yeah. you cook much at all? Have you gotten into that? Um, Hesitation yeah, from you, I feel I, it. <laughs> I learned from him a little bit, but as a priority, no, I don't really I don't really look at how important is nutrition for you moving forward, like kind of um, eating the right things? I know that for everybody that's like a constant battle, but uh, taking the next step as a player, how much does that factor into you moving forward? Um, you know, that is the toughest battle. I think <laughs> all athletes have is eating the right things. But, you know, um, in order to be the best version of yourself, you have to put the best things in your body. You know, um, I'm having a love. A little tough time with it now, but I'm getting better at it, I would say. Yeah, so not just all athletes. That's all human beings. Oh, yeah. All people, all of us. Correct. So when you're coming in, um, you got a you got Baltimore Ravens tag? Are you, are you Ravens fan? Oh, yes, sir, I yeah. am. Oh. Is that a player or a specific connection to Baltimore? No, oh, ever since, uh, I would say, our Joe Flacco days, um, I've always been a Ravens fan. We won the Super Bowl versus the 49ers. I became a 49 um, a Ravens fan that day. Yeah, yeah. see, I was sitting there thinking about, oh, the first thing I saw literally, I was like, Ravens, Ed Reed. And I was like, no, 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 I think he was a quarterback. So you're a Flacco fan? Like, that was your guy? I, I love the defense because, you know, yeah. our defense yeah. was great that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love the players we had on that side of the ball as well with Ray Rice and 
Kobe Jones and all those guys. Had some guys. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> that was a good team. Any others? Do you watch any other sports besides um, football? Like, you got any other teams, NBA, MLB? Um, I do watch a little bit of basketball. I'm a Lakers fan. Well, I would say I'm a LeBron fan. <laughs> but, you know, that's probably the only two sports I really watch. I try to get into baseball, but it's like the games be taking too long, so I don't really, I can't stay focused that long. Let me open you up for some controversy because you mentioned Le- when you said Lakers, that was going to be my follow-up question. Are you Lakers or are you LeBron? So you're a younger guy, but is LeBron, is he the GOAT? LeBron is the GOAT. Okay. LeBron is the GOAT. Oh, boy. Yeah. Phone lines Clayton, are lighting Clayton up. Clayton White is hey, on line Clayton, one right now. Me and Coach White be arguing about this all the time. LeBron is the GOAT, man. Make your case. Yeah, what, what, is, your, what is your pitch here? <laughs> I feel like LeBron is the GOAT. Because of the teams he has carried to the finals, um, not only that he is the leading all-time scorer now. Um, but when we talk about range, Jordan does have more. But at the same time, it's like Jordan had a better team in my opinion. But yes, he did go. LeBron had to face, you know, super teams in the finals and all of that. So. Hey, that, <laughs> now the one I will say, I feel like I could argue either way. LeBron, some of the those Cavs teams he took to the finals. Those are brutal. Like, Wes was, like, the two-guard. I was the point guard. (laughs) I mean, they were awful. That was awful. And then not to mention, he came in at 18 years old and been an impact on the team right away. With the pressure of being that pressure. And people hate on him so much. But, boy, we're really going to light up the phone lines. (laughs) He's, like, a model, like, human. Like, Mm -hmm. a great dad, great husband by all accounts. And But that's how it is when you're at the top. But, hey, when... So the old heads are never going to change their mind about Jordan. Ever, no, ever. But DQ, you're probably never going to change your mind about LeBron. Never. So this is an ongoing battle exactly. forever. Coach White probably just uh, ran his car off the road <laughs> to call in because uh, I- I've heard he's a big NBA guy. Is that Coach White? Yeah. What, um, what, what's he like on a day-to-day basis? Um, coach White is more of a laid back coach, you know, um, unless we start messing up bad really on the field. <laughs> and, uh, then he'll get on us, but... Most of the time, he's the laid-back coach, you know, while Coach Gray is more of the <laughs> ongoing, you know, talkative coach, really, I would say. So if Coach White starts getting, like, Oh, yeah, you know you, know you messed it. up. Oh, yeah, you know you messed up bad. You know you messed up. <laughs> All right, we're uh, hanging out with DQ Smith here at Garnet Trust Hour. Got to take another break. We'll be right back on 107.5 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Welcome back in. Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Wes Mitchell, Chris Clark, hanging out with DQ Smith, talking a little bit of everything, basketball, football, swimming, bowling, uh, DQ. Uh, so summer workouts about to get started back up. Um, what, what did you do during May? I know May is like the only month y'all truly have, not to just sit at home on the couch, but you do get to at least reset a little bit. So what did May kind of look like for you in terms of resetting after spring ball and then getting ready for summer workouts? Um, I took a couple of days off um, first week of May um, just to recover, um, you know, mentally and physically. But after that, you know, I really got back into the working out stages um, so just so I won't lose anything I gained from the previous year. But, you know, just being active, working out, lifting um, on the field or either playing basketball, you know, all those things just to keep my body active. Do you work out with any teammates in the month of May? Or are you uh, just out there? Like, what are you doing? Um, it was kind of like my old friends back yeah. home I played football with. You know, we worked out a lot, you know. Um, so, you know, just working out with those guys, um, catching up with each other, sharing experiences from college, and that's really what. Are you on. are you a uh, post-your-workouts guy? 
What do you think of people that post their workouts? You got a strong opinion? I, I don't. Yeah, I know you don't really, but you don't mind it? Other people do it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I really don't mind it. <laughs> so you, you brought up basketball. Uh, this has been a running oh, been a running topic as well. Do you, do you play much? Do you play much basketball or just? I don't, but uh, growing up, I did play a lot. So, you know, I think that carried over to me playing now. So we've asked about everybody that plays basketball, their, their starting five. From the football team. So um, there, there's been some very, I'll tell you, there's been some very interesting teams. Um, guys tend to stick to their position groups. So, for example, Boogie Huntley had like five defensive tackles, <laughs> I think. Um, you know, the quarterbacks maybe stick together a little bit. Um, Juice Wells actually didn't put himself on his own team. He Ooh. said he was going to be the GM because <laughs> he wanted he admitted he wasn't one of the best five, but he said he still wanted to win. Uh-huh. Um, so did, did anybody come to mind as far as who your starting five would be? Starting five. This is a pickup basketball game with your football teammates. At the one, the point guard, I'm going to go Spence Rattler. At the two, I'm going to put myself because I can shoot. <laughs> um, at the three, probably put TJ Sanders. Okay. I'm like really liking where this team is going. <laughs> this is a good team. At the four, I'm gonna go Nick Emory. And then at the five, I'm gonna go Boogie Huntley. Most athletic team we've we've had. <laughs> I have I have one but it's hard to argue with that team, but I have one what I feel got? like Tonka Hemingway. Oh no, no. <laughs> not, not Boogie. I'm going to put Tonka at five. Oh, I'm going to put Tonka at five. <laughs> Sorry, Boogie. I'm going to put Tonka at five. Boogie's a good pick, too, though. Boogie be the sixth man. Okay. okay. There you go. Six I was going to say, you got to have Tonka as a six man at least. Yeah. That is a good... Ooh, is that the best one? That might be the best team we've <laughs> had. Uh, so you can shoot it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. That's one thing I can't admit. Okay. Does that, Have you seen Spence, his tape from high yes, school? Yes, we did. We watched it one time as a team. Was called. As a team. Y'all put it up on the big screen? Yeah, it was. I think it was before a game, and we watched like a lot of players' highlights or whatever. And know, uh, he was on there, and I seen him play. Well, he he got. I don't want to say mad at me. He 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 got a little bit off put because I we had him on the show just like this, and I was talking about the highlight tape. So, oh yeah, you know we won state championship, no big deal, all that. And I was like, yeah, like I watched your highlight tape. You're, I mean, pass first, and he's like, no, nah, I'm score first. I'm like, oh, okay, so he might he might want to switch with you okay okay yeah well, i'll take i'll take that he might just be a scoring point guard yeah because i'm more of a pass first type guy as well he might want to switch yeah. but i mean i think he did play point guard in high school and if you turn on his tape the first like three or four plays are him like dishing he's going like behind the back i feel <laughs> oh, yeah. like uh you watch tj sanders high school um tape? i think we watched that other team as well that's pretty how i know yeah yo he was pretty good now nicky I like that pick because I watched him play in high school, and I don't want to say – hopefully he's not listening. Um, I don't want to say he was, like, one of the best players, but he's definitely one of the best athletes. Mm-hmm. And he's got that coaching from Tim Whipple, right, at Irmo. So I like that pick. Oh, yeah. Um, let's go back to football. You and Nick, how, how much have you all pushed each other just coming in together? Lo- I mean, it's the same story. You're both local guys, both <laughs> defensive backs. You both play as true freshmen. Um how much do y'all kind of push each other to be each better? Um, that's my right hand man. So you know, after practice, you know, we're getting more working together always. You know, um, not even after practice on off days when we're supposed to be relaxing, we're still getting working no matter it's what, film or it's just 
hitting a dummy or catching balls, you know, it's always something we're doing to get better and pushing each other, you know. Um, you know, and this it's a consistent thing that me and him um do. What um what's in, so impressive to you about Nick, like his athleticism? I mean, is there something you can point to specifically that you're like, wow? Um, I say the fact that he's six four, two twenty, run a four four. Mm-hmm. Has to be the craziest thing I ever saw. <laughs> Has to be the one of the craziest. Is, is he the fastest on the team to you? Overall player. Yes, I'm betting on him. I'm betting on him. Okay. That's been a debate, too. Yeah. Ain't no debate. He already beat A.B. No debate. No debate. I, he might get some competition with um Dante Mello, we call him Turbo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, might some, he might get some competition turbo. right there. Um, I think him and A.B. should run it back because, you know, A.B. said he was tight. So, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see, though. I mean, Nicholas Harbor coming in. Oh, I forgot about him. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close gonna be, game. I mean, I would, I would pay, I would, not a lot, but I would pay a little bit to, to watch two, the two Knicks and A.B. Could live stream it. Line it up. Definitely I mean, live stream it. Yeah. But, you know, with Nick being my man, I'm going with Nick. No, I don't like that. I'd, I'd ride with Nick. Especially yeah. on the, we were talking about this when we had Nick on the other day. Long race, like 100, mm. 200. I'm gonna take Harbor. Yeah, probably Harbor. You got those long strides. It, it just it eventually catches up. It's just math yeah. and science. Yeah, oh, forty yards though. Forty yards, Nick. Yeah, Nick even worked. Nicky, Nicky, yeah, Nicky. yeah, over Harbor. Yeah, I can see that. Um, what do you what do y'all do during summer workouts, man? How is that different from winter workouts? Um, winter is cold. Summer is hot. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really the only difference. We really do the same things, you know. Um, but just. When the summer comes, there's more people there now. You know, you mm-hmm. got all the freshmen coming there, some new transfers, you know, anything, you know. Just, um, the chemistry comes tighter during the summer. You know, winter, we're really just summer. I mean, the uh, the past season just ended, so, you know, in winter, we're just really recovering and trying to get our muscles back. Do you know it's less than 100 days until kickoff? Yes, it's crazy. I feel like the season just ended. So, transfer portal era of college football we're in right now. Mm-hmm. So January hits, you're probably looking around like, who are you? Who's it? So between the freshmen who now everybody enrolls early, <laughs> probably had, I don't know, 10 or more new freshmen around you, new transfers coming in. It's like a true new team every single year. So how, how important is it to for y'all to go ahead and start kind of building those bonds, uh, you know, back in January? Um, it kind of starts off with Coach Beamer. Uh, when those guys first get there, you know, he makes them get up and introduce them, um, themselves to the team, you know, in front of everybody. So, you know, um, and he really prides himself on having the tightest team in the nation. So, you know, um, so, you know, after team hours or whatever, you know, we really bond together, try to do things with each other, um, with the newcomers and the, um, the freshmen as well. So, you know, just getting a tight relationship, doing things off the field that will have a tighter um, chemistry. How important is that, J- just that having that close team as far as it translating to on-field success? Um, Because I feel like it's tight because, you know, um, some certain guys you have to talk to differently. Mm-hmm. You know what they like, you know what they don't like. So, you know, when it comes to that, you know, somebody messes up, you yell at this person or you just, like, tap one on the back, you know. Like, this is what he likes right here. So, you know, just that really, you know, um, knowing what to hit on. Um, you know, just it's the simple things that come with it. Do you feel like that team tightness helps when, like, so for example, last season, so y'all play Florida, mm-hmm. it goes 
pretty bad, right? Pretty bad. Pretty bad. And then a lot of people kind of abandon ship. Like, yeah. not y'all, obviously, but some fans and even media. Well, I mean, Tennessee game rolls around. I know Wes and I definitely didn't pick the Gamecocks to win that game. You know, I mean, how could you? Right. But y'all turned around. Y'all beat Tennessee. Y'all beat Clemson. So what What do you attribute it that to? Like, d- does does that tightness of the team, did that help? Um, It definitely did help. You know, um, everybody else, you know, we, we always say the outsiders did not, nobody better than us to win. But inside the locker room, we knew we had the team to beat both of those teams. You know, um, we had the talent. We had everybody. So, you know, um, just executing our game plan, you know, coming into the week, um, focus, you know, we definitely knew what we can do on the field if we played to our potential. We got to hit one more break here. Garnet Trust Hour, 107.5 The Game, hanging out with DQ Smith. We'll be right back. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. All right, welcome back in. Garnet Trust Hour, hanging out with DQ Smith here at the 107.5 The Game studios. Wes Mitchell and Chris Clark, uh, DQ, closing this thing out, man. So um, how uh, how would you say the mindset is as y'all get ready to kind of turn that page and get ready for, you know, the season. You start to maybe look ahead. North Carolina open the year. Uh, it goes from, like, spring ball, which is more just kind of like get better day by day, I feel like, to before you know it, preseason is going to be here, man. Correct. Well, you know, um, we really just continue to get better, like the winter as well, um, this summer. And then, you know, as fall camp rolls in, you know, that's when we started to get our game plan tighter. So, you know, um, Something I would say we're trying to get better at is just being better than last year. You know, I'm just being better than we were before and just continue to get better. Um, you mentioned <clears throat> earlier that Ch- Coach Greg, Torian Gray, is always talking to you guys about, you know, being the last line of defense, tackling. So one of the off-season talking points for Coach White, Shane Beamer's mentioned it a lot, is run defense, right? So right. what have you individually or even collectively when y'all talk about it as a team and, and with the coaching staff, are, is there anything in particular that you've honed in on as needing to really improve to be able to improve the run defense? Um, just fitting the right gaps. Um, you know, I feel like we did not the best job of it last year, but we were below average, I would think, I would say. And fan our run gaps, you know. Um, and that's where a lot of runs broke out at. Um, and also, on the, on the perimeter, just knocking the ball back inside, making – it come back to the rest of the defense. So, you know, just fend our run gaps and being better on the perimeter is something we pound ourselves on um, this winter as well. You feel like in the spring, could you see, did you notice an improvement just like with you feeling more comfortable and being better there or, or even just the entire defense? I did because, you know, I see a lot in practice now when they we want them to run the ball. We're like, Dan, the offense <laughs> run the ball on us now. Like, I dare you to run the ball. So, you know. Just so we can show and, you know, see also go back and watch film to see that we really got better at this. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you to see Cam and Darius um, live out that dream, get drafted uh, last month, and uh, kind of take that next step? Um, you know, it was definitely motivation to me, um, you know, because those guys from South Carolina as well, and they made it to the big league. So, you know, um, just taking all the knowledge them guys that gave me, um, they gave me um, knowledge and, you know, I'm speech is like it's, it's definitely possible to do. What what did you see this spring? Marcellus Dow, mm-hmm. OD Fortune at corner. I think it's kind of one of those things from our perspective. They they know the two guys that left. They know there's pressure, but there's also opportunity right. for the two of them to step in. It feels kind of like at those two corner spots, it's like 
hey, next man up, this is what you've worked for, this is your chance. But from your spot, what did you see from uh, from Cell uh, and OD this uh, spring? Um, those two guys definitely came more vocal. Um, Cam and Rush were two vocal guys that, you know, talked a lot. Um, not necessarily in games, but in practice. And, you know, those guys, when, when the defense is starting to talk in, we're being more confident. So with confidence, it comes more opportunities and plays we make on the field. So, you know, just seeing those guys become more vocal, um, leaders on the team as well, you know, um, that's the thing I would say they stepped up the most. Are there any guys, you know, start with the defensive backfield, but really you can extend this question to the whole team. Anybody that is not real, really being talked about that maybe Gamecock fans should know, listeners should know, I know it's kind of putting you on the spot. Um, I would probably say O'Donnell Fortune and also Quan Banks. Um, both of those guys put a lot of time into it, and I think you know, the fans and even the world will see them shine this year. Yeah, that that's an interesting thing to me because, <clears throat> you know, Carolina signed a really good DB class that year that, that y'all came in, but you and Nick and Kawan were like the, like, quote-unquote lower-ranked ones, you know, and y'all ended up right. playing a lot of ball. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it about Kawan? Like, he's a smaller guy, but he seems like he's got just a knack of getting those bigger guys on the ground. Hey, he's a smaller guy, but he has a heart of a man, like... <laughs> Like, he don't care what's in front of him, he's going to go get it. Yeah. And, you know, um, that's the thing. I think a lot of coaches realize. And also, he is smart. Um, he played corner, nickel, and safety as well. So, yeah. you know, he played all three positions and learned them in one year. So, you know, I feel like that's something huge right there. Right? And he can teach the younger guys as well. Another new guy, DQ, uh, Jalen Kilgore, came right. in uh, came in early for spring ball. Um, what did you see from him this spring just kind of as he started to get comfortable out there too? Uh, his toughness. Um, coming out there and not really caring who it is is going to hit him. Um, you know, his, so his toughness definitely, and that's what something Coach Gray Prize is on is being able to go downhill and attack and not catch uh, the um, offensive player. I'd asked you a question about the run game earlier from a defense, defensive perspective, but um, run game on offense has been a big talking point too, so – from your side of things, what did you think of on Joyner's shift to the running back position? Tough. Um, you know, I think it's definitely a tough thing to do, but he handled it well. Um, it was like, it was something that was very natural for him. Um, you know, when tackling him, you need more than one guy to tackle him. He's a big dude, so, you know, um, it's been a very easy transition for him, in my opinion. DQ, we're about out of time here, man. So this uh, this interview obviously brought to you by Garnet Trust. So, um you know, I guess they put this interview together. What have you seen just uh, from Garnet Trust as you started to work with them and just the NIL sp space here at South Carolina in general? And, um, you know, what does it mean to kind of start to see that support from fans via Garnet Trust for student-athletes like yourself? Um, Garnet Trust has been amazing to me and as well as other athletes that go to our school as well. So, you know, um, I really want to thank them. And then NIL as well, um, I feel like it's a huge point in everything so you know um nil has been a great thing to me as well so you know i just want to thank both of those things for being here dq uh it's been fun man we appreciate you taking the time here thank today appreciate garnet trust uh for chris i'm wes uh dq good luck this summer thank you good luck in the fall and definitely. uh let's do this again all right man definitely definitely thank you all right he's dq smith for chris i'm wes this has been the garnet trust hour on 107.5 the game gamecock central takeover is next it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.